This episode of the Frisco Podcast is brought to you by the Frisco Rough Riders. Be sure to bring your family, teammates, and friends out to the ballpark for baseball, food, and fun during the Rough Riders' next homestand in Frisco. Get your tickets at ridersbaseball.com. Don't miss a minute of the ride. This is Hustle and Pro with Kelly Walker. Join Kelly as she talks sports with players, coaches, organizers, and entrepreneurs from Wee League to Pro. Now here's your host, Kelly Walker. Today we sit down with Stephen LaPlante from Children's Health Andrews Institute. Stephen's going to tell us some of the most common sports injuries that they're seeing currently, and he's going to give us his tips on how to prevent those. So enjoy this episode of Hustle and Pro as we kick it off with some quick hits to get to know Stephen. So who's your all-time favorite athlete? My all-time favorite athlete, and it's kind of cliche, would be Michael Jordan. What about your all-time favorite team? Cowboys. Favorite sport to play yourself? Basketball. Favorite sport to watch? Football. How far have you ever traveled? What's the farthest you've traveled to either watch a sport or to play a sport yourself? I think we went to a Jacksonville Jaguars game, but it was, it was only about a five-hour drive. I've been to, I drove, I tell you, I drove 10 hours to Kansas City to watch the Chiefs play okay. a couple years ago, so... That was probably the furthest. And I have a customized quick hits question for you that I don't ask everybody else. Okay. What's your worst or most memorable sports injury yourself? Uh, that's easy. So I was about 11. I was playing baseball. And this was right when fall ball was kind of becoming popular. And I still remember this day. Um, I was playing first base and the coach had thrown the ball and I got caught in the sun. And I remember the ball coming off the tip of the glove and it nailed me right in the eye. And I mean, they thought I had an orbital fracture and this big thing, but I remember it was around Halloween because that year I just was an injured baseball player because I had such a big black eye and I still had like the stitches from the ball like imprinted in my, so I just dressed as an injured baseball kid. But that was the worst one because it was a very serious injury. I could have lost my sight. So yeah. That is serious. That's the one I remember the most. Steven, you're a physical therapist, so tell me a little bit about your background, how you got into doing that, and why you're so passionate about this. Yeah, so I started, I've been a therapist for 13 years. I did 10 years with Dr. James Andrews out in Gulf Breeze, Florida, uh, really building that clinic and making it what it is today. Uh, very fortunate to have that opportunity, but I worked a lot with um, college and professional athletes uh, at that point, and I did a lot of kids too. Um, but I always kind of was more passionate about the kids stuff as much as it's fun to work with professional athletes and it has its negatives too, but I've always been passionate about, uh, injury prevention. I, I, I started seeing kids when I was there at 15, 16 years old coming into the clinic and by the time I left, they were nine and 10 and it really bothered me to, to see, I mean, I have kids, I have a four and a six year old and, and I want to make sure they're able to play sports and be healthy throughout their life too. So yeah, I think this is a, a huge opportunity for us to make some great changes and really educate parents and educate everybody out there that, you know, we can be a little bit better and be a little bit smarter about how we manage these youth athletes. And because we want them to continue to play sports and not have major injuries that can maybe lead them to bigger problems later down the road too. So I want to talk about different sports injuries. I feel like it's only natural that with the increase of different um, organized sports, there's going to be an increase in sports related injuries. But Tell us some of the statistics that might surprise parents or that parents of young athletes should pay attention to. Yeah, so it, it makes sense, right? So as the kids are playing sports more frequently, there's more exposure. So they're going to be you know, more repetitions, which is going to increase the, the amount of time they had to, to be injured or the more frequency uh, for them to be injured. So um, 
You know, one of the biggest things that I like to tell parents is like by about age 13, about 70% of these youth athletes are no longer wanting to participate in recreational sports for a number of reasons. Um, first is kind of burnout. So these kind of, these kids just get kind of tired. Second is just their skill level never develops. But another big one is that they get a lot of pressure from parents and coaches to, to perform. And, and, you know, these kids have pressure coming from all over between school and sports. And so some of the kids, they just, you know, decide they don't want to play anymore. And I think some of that's because we've taken the aspect of fun away from these kids and we've made it so competitive at this level uh, when these kids should just be enjoying what they do and not worrying about, you know, trying to be the best and win all the time. We have a lot of time in life to, to do that. And, and, you know, I think we burn a lot of these kids out really early. So, um, the other thing that I think is a really important statistic, and this is something we preach to everybody else is that fatigue is a very important thing to be aware of. So when an athlete is fatigued, especially as a baseball player, there was a good study that came out that said athletes are 36 times more likely to be injured when they're fatigued. So these are your pitchers, pitchers. So the kids that, you know, they're, they're pitching four or five days a week and they're tired, their injury risk goes up tremendously. Um, I think another important thing to understand too is that like about 50% of all these overuse injuries are probably preventable. I think if we could have better education as to why these injuries are happening to the parents and understand the, the risk factors, I think we could probably, you know, cut at least 50% of these injuries out. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's amazing the, uh, the amount of kids that are getting hurt now compared to 10 or 15 years ago. So you talk about maybe half are preventable. How can, what's the awareness, how do you prevent injuries? I mean, obviously you can't prevent all of them, but if you can, if you think you can prevent up to half of them, I mean, what are some of those common tips then, just maybe the basics of what parents should keep in mind to help prevent those? Yeah, so one of the biggest things that we talk to parents about is early sport specialization. So that's choosing to play one sport before you probably get to be about 15 or 16 years old. We recommend, and this is actually very well studied, that the more sports you play growing up, actually you have a greater chance of having longevity in your sport. We can look at some of the best athletes across their respective sports, and I guarantee every one of them played multiple sports. Um, Some of the best quarterbacks, some of the best golfers, some of the best baseball players, they all played multiple sports. I mean, you look at Olympians, like Mm -hmm. most of those guys played multiple sports um, growing up. And I think we're in this concept now that we want more. Like more is better if my kid plays five days a week. It's better than three days of a week. The one more, sport, you mean? The one sport, yeah, right? To get Stand better on the one at that sport. one and, and sport, so they to think go farther. They will become an expert, and actually, the research says the complete opposite of that. And that's not what's happening. Actually, it's better for your kid to play multiple sports and be involved in multiple things. We also recommend that these kids take at least two to three months off a year from that sport that they play. Um, There's a lot of pitch counts that are out there. There's a lot of awareness on how much these kids should pitch, how many innings per year. So we know over 100 innings per year, there's an increased risk factor of uh, shoulder and elbow in in, uh, baseball kiddos. Um, You know, pitching for more than one team at the same season, being a pitcher and a catcher. There's all these things that if your kid's doing that, their injury risk is going to go up. I think you said 36 times more likely to get injured because of fatigue. So that doesn't mean just if you're a busy athletic person, right? Are you talking fatigue of one motion of one sport and like that goes back to specialization or are you talking just 
your kid shouldn't be active, all that active. Do you know what I'm saying? You know, I always tell parents, they ask me, what are the signs of fatigue? So, and I'm going to relate it back to baseball because that's what was most common going on right now in the spring. But, you know, if you got a kiddo that is on the mound and he's taking longer between pitches, um, his velocity is going down, his control is going down, he's got his hands on his knees, um, you know, you can just kind of see that kid is tired. Um, you can't ask the kid if he's tired because they're not going to be honest with you. You kind of have to take that upon yourself and say, okay, you know what? You're looking pretty tired. I think we're going to take you out for the rest of the game and just explain to them why. Um, if you don't do that, the more that kid does, you know, the more injury risk he's going to have. We see the same thing um, in basketball players and football players when they're really tired and just they don't move well. Your injury risk goes up tremendously when you're tired. You have less um, ability to focus, less ability to react. Um, another thing that I, I would like to mention too is sleep is so important. Sleep is one of the most, sleep and nutrition are probably the most underrated things. So most kids are averaging probably less than six or seven hours of sleep. But there was a study that came out recently that actually showed that in, you know when kids get less than six hours of sleep, they're like 10 times more likely to be injured. Wow. So sleep and nutrition are very important because how do you fuel your kiddo, right? It's Gosh, like that's... it's like driving your car on empty, right? Yeah. Like how do you how do you get from A to B if you don't have Man. nutrition, hydration, that's and so sleep? So interesting as a parent. Yeah, so those are things that parents can be monitoring. I think it's really important that we look at those things and like make sure you know what your kid is eating all day. Make sure you know that they're drinking water and not cokes and mm -hmm. teas and sodas or whatever you know that is that your yeah. kids are drinking. There's that's probably one of the most important things that I think we overlook a lot of times. I like that you said to take a few months off. Yep. So, Coach Boyle, if you're listening to this, this is why we always skip winter seasons of things. Because we all need a break, not just the kid, but yep. um, family dynamics and parents and everybody. We just need some weekends where we're not somewhere on a school or a sports schedule. And I think it's healthy for the kids, too. I'm glad you you reiterated that it's yeah. good for these kids to take a minute to yeah. just chill out and not be running around on a field somewhere. Um, so you talked about baseball. So I personally have a connection with baseball and softball um, from growing up. So I am interested in zeroing in on that specifically. You mentioned um, pitchers and catchers, but just kind of overall, what are you seeing right now with baseball and softball injuries what are the most common ages that you're seeing some of these things right now so it seems like the age gets younger and younger every year that i practice but you know we're seeing kids as young as eight nine being injured with you know overuse stuff so little league shoulder little league elbow um we're seeing kids with um torn labral tissues which is the inside part of the shoulder um rotator cuff pathologies these are things that you see in a college and professional athlete, not in a kid that's 12 and 13 years old. You know, your rotator cuff shouldn't get beat up until you get older. But we're seeing these kids with like cystic changes to their rotator cuff at like 13 years old. That will that affect someone. I mean, do you ever fix it completely or is it always going to be something that might hurt you or give you pain later? Well, I think when we get to that stage, which I would hope we never get to that stage, but it does happen that you get... Um, looked at by a medical professional that understands baseball um, and then get into a, the proper rehab center that understands how to treat those specific injuries to those specific kids. Because there is 
a right and wrong way to kind of rehab those kiddos. There's certain things yeah. you have to do and things you have to assess to make sure that you know you're you're on the right track and getting these kids. But I think you know with those strategies, that for sure you can you can get through this. I mean, I, yeah. most of my kids go back to playing baseball uh, at some point in time, but sometimes they take a year, and and it's hard for some of these kids because this is what they love to do. Uh, this is what they're mm-hmm. passionate about, and the parents love it too. We may see. Um, Ankle sprains are pretty common right now. You know, kids rounding a base and they just kind of roll their ankle. See some groin strains, hamstring strains. Um, you'll get some fractures where they get hit with the ball and some different things like that. But mostly shoulder and elbow is primarily what we're seeing with these kiddos. I have seen a ton of backs this year, like um, what we call a spondy, but essentially where the spinous process like fractures. Really? I'm seeing it a ton in baseball, baseball? right now. Yeah. Like, Rotational. Yeah. So I think how much rotation has evolved in baseball when we're hitting, hitting and throwing. And if your volume is so high and you don't have the right stability, like I can see how that happens, but I've never seen as many of these like back fractures like in all my career. That's interesting. Yeah, and we're seeing it not just here. I mean, other facilities are seeing it. We're talking about it. It's Is it like a moment that a kid says, like they can tell that it specifically happened when they were swinging? I, mean, I, or I, I think it's gradual over time. Okay. I think it's just that repetitive, repetitive micro traumas yeah. to that area. And then eventually they do. They just get like a really big rotation. Mm-hmm. And maybe they're tired. Maybe they're fatigued. Maybe they didn't sleep well the night before. And they just don't have the motor control. And all of a sudden they you know that big hit and they feel it and they go down but usually it's gradual over time it's usually not just like one instance yeah so, yeah. so when we're still talking about preventative then um what are some of the programs in place like what do you guys do here to help on the preventative side of things you know i had mentioned earlier that you know taking that two to three months off and that's not like for your kid to look and like get really good at Fortnite or whatever they're into you know it's, this is we recommend during that two to three months that they come into something that we've created here called the bridge program which is an athlete that's kind of getting ready to go back to sport but needs a little bit of focus on just general athleticism. So we have to respect the fact that a lot of these kids are, are getting bigger and stronger and, and they're growing. I mean, you know, they're maturing, their bodies are changing, and they lack the ability sometimes to connect all the little pieces. So what we do here is we focus a lot on just teaching the kid how to control their body in space. Like body weight control is so important. Like I'm not talking about lifting heavy weights, but you know, just can they move correctly? Um, a lot of that starts with a thorough assessment. You have to figure out how they move and what they need. But a lot of these kids just need a lot of good stability training. So that's what we're doing here in that what I call the off-season. I think this is what these kiddos really need is a lot of like really good foundational strength training and stability training. Okay, on the flip side of that then, obviously not everything's um, preventable. You're going to get injured. So talk to me about um, the recovery side of it and how to get back out there on the playing field. Yeah. Um, Prevention's huge. Um, one of the things we really focus on with these kids is, like I said, teaching them how to move. But um, even just getting like a, a good assessment from like either a physical therapist or an athletic trainer or, or somebody that understands baseball to kind of look at things, so we know that like within season we have injuries and you know postseason we have injuries and things. But if we can do like a thorough assessment and kind of look at things that could be a problem before they become a problem and then give some interventions, whether it's a stretching program or a stability program or some of your, uh, your uh, band exercise, all the stuff that's out there. But um, if it's a little more focused, I think, if you know, I think it seems to go a little bit further. Uh, I don't think there's one program for every kid. I think you have to individualize every kiddo and really figure out what they need and that's where your success is going to come from. But education is important. And we got to educate these parents and these coaches and everybody else out there that, you know, it's not all about too much at this point in time. Like we have to have some balance for these kids and let them be kids too. 
What did you call the Tommy John injury? What's the? Uh, the UCL ulnar collateral ligament. That. How often is that athlete in here rehabbing with you guys? Um, anywhere from two to four, maybe five days a week. So what I will do with a lot of those kids is we will do a combination of rehab and performance training. So I will focus more locally on the elbow and the shoulder and maybe the trunk and the core, whereas my um, performance coaches will work more on lower body strengthening and just kind of linking those two chains so the upper and the lower half. How long, how many weeks are we talking? Gosh, it depends. If it's, if it's a major injury, I mean, it could be as long as six months to a year. Um, like if you have a tear and you had to have it repaired, like surgical stuff, and right. we don't recommend these kids going back to pitching for 12 months. But then on, then there's simple things that are just strains or sprains. Yes. Or so it can be a matter of weeks. Six I weeks, mean, yeah. maybe four weeks, depending. And as I said, if you do a good assessment and you figure out what's wrong, we have to understand, too, that like shoulder pain and elbow pain are not always related to the shoulder and the elbow and there's a lot of other things so if you can figure out what essentially is the the cause and not just the source of the pain so the cause could be something as simple as they don't have good mobility in their hips so they don't have good strength in their hips or their core if we don't address that it's kind of like putting air in a flat tire like we can make them better for a little while but they're going to continue to get hurt so we have to fix the tire and not just continue to just kind of treat what we you know the area that's affected Mm -hmm. i don't know if that makes sense but yeah yeah. It does. Like you said, it's just because someone has pain in their elbow doesn't mean yeah. that's the only thing happening in their yeah, body. I would, I would guess that most of those things are not related to the joint that's hurt or the area that's hurt. There's something else going on. And that's where a good medical professional with good knowledge of that is really key to the success of the, re- the rehab program. What about basketball injuries? What's, what do you see? Are you seeing ankles, yeah. knees? Is ankles, that the majority? Knees, um, Ankles a lot, yeah, yeah, definitely a lot of ankle stuff. Um, same stuff, we get a lot of back injuries in, in basketball. Um, we get some head stuff. You know, unfortunately, the kids take the basketball to the head and get a concussion. So we are seeing a, quite a bit of concussions, really, is, is a really big thing that's coming in, now. So in every sport, though, every right? Every sport across Soccer, the board. Football. Across the board, yeah. I mean, probably any time. I mean, any time you're either making contact with another person or possibly the ground or a ball, yeah. it's possible, right? Yeah, I mean, one of the sports that people don't, think about is cheerleading oh yeah it's getting huge flyers falling on you yes yeah and that's probably most of what i see a lot of cheerleaders with concussions i'm glad you brought that up because i've seen that before um in our family we also have one of those and there's a lot of cheer injuries people think you're just independently tumbling or cheering or dancing or whatever but the stunting can be brutal i think they have one of the highest rates of traumatic injuries of any sport is cheerleading yeah. Like very serious, like stuff that you got to go to the hospital for mm-hmm. is cheerleading. Well, a lot of these girls are falling from no one yeah. to two, you know, lengths of people in the air or being thrown and hopefully caught by young yep. people. Um, so that brings up a point about ages. So what age range are you seeing specifically here at Andrews Institute um, and how, how old are you treating Yes, we'll start seeing kids as early as like eight years old and we do some selective stuff for a little bit younger. But, you know, we don't tend to see a lot of these injuries happening until eight, 10, 12. Uh, And then we go as far up to 22 years old uh, as to what we'll treat at Children's Health, Andrews Institute. 